Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. You're listening to the Great Women in Compliance Podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. I'm Lisa Fine. And I am very excited to speak with Michelle Beistel today. Michelle is the Counsel and Chief Compliance Officer for Privacy and Ethics at Unisys. She's been at Unisys for about 10 years. Before her current role, her first role at Unisys was as an Assistant General Counsel specializing in privacy. And she then moved in to a role as Chief Privacy Counsel and a Privacy Officer before her current role. She's been in this role for about three years. Prior to that, she was an attorney with the law firm McKenna, Long & Aldridge, where she started as a litigator. She's a a Unisys thought leader, and she has done a lot in this area, and we are so excited to speak with her. Thank you, Lisa. I'm really excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Michelle and I met on the plane on the way to the SCCE conference, which was just such a highlight to get the opportunity to get to know her. And we talked a bit about her career and how she started as an assistant general counsel and then evolved into a privacy role and then into the ethics area. And I thought that'd be great if you could discuss this with our audience. Yeah, I'm happy to. So I have been really lucky in my career at Unisys to be able to expand my role and take on new challenges, which have opened up a lot of opportunities for me personally, but also for me to help the business and help the business be successful. And I came to the compliance world in a way that I think is a little bit different than some of the compliance and ethics professionals I meet now, because I started my compliance career in privacy, moving from privacy counsel into privacy counsel and the chief privacy officer running the program, and then eventually taking on the ethics program as well, becoming the chief compliance officer for both ethics and privacy, which When I talk to people in the compliance and ethics profession, often I hear the reverse. They had the ethics program responsibility and were asked to take on or were given the privacy program as when it was considered just another compliance function as the, I'd say, privacy risk has really risen in prominence in most businesses with the various implementation of new laws and, of course, some of the risks that have been created from data breaches that we have seen in the past. Yeah, absolutely. One of the other things in your role, as you said, you had privacy and you've now become the leader for ethics. How do you see these two roles as complementary and how do you see any conflicts that may occur between the two? I think there's a lot of synergy and complementary between the two roles. In my view, it really makes a lot of logical sense to have ethics and privacy working together and combined in a compliance program at the heart of privacy. And in my view, at the heart of any compliance program, acting with integrity is essential to success of the program. What we're asking people to do in complying with the various laws that they might be subject to in that area of compliance, such as privacy, is that they do the right thing. They act with integrity. And that's really the message that we are all sending as ethics professionals as well. So I do think there's a lot of synergy in running both programs. They have 
very different elements in some aspects because privacy is about respecting an individual's right to control their personal data. And ethics is about respecting the law, respecting policies, ensuring that we're following rules and regulations. So there are definitely some divergence in the substantive topic areas. But from a programmatic point of view, a lot of what we do in both programs is training and awareness, providing a place for people to report concerns, conducting investigations into those concerns, and then monitoring those concerns for trends. And again, recircling back to when you see trends, you do training and awareness and over and over. So there's a lot of programmatic elements that do converge. And I think that's where there is benefit to having both programs under one umbrella. Absolutely. One of the other things, as you're saying, is once you find out a problem, you have to work on it and address it. And they, you know, do the right thing and come together. And that is one of the things that happens when there's an issue or potential concerns with uh, security, which is going to be my next question, what data privacy versus data security. These are things that really do have ethical components. But you have talked a bit about that in other forums. So could you talk a little bit about the difference between data privacy and data security and, and where you see that both in terms of U.S. views and potentially a global standpoint? Sure. And what I like to say to folks is, Data security and the security of personal data is an integral component and requirement for a good privacy program. But privacy is not just data security. That is one element. And when you look at the basis of most privacy laws around the world, there are some common elements that they are based upon. And one of them is protecting the data. So protecting the personal data. But Privacy is much more than just protecting the data. It really, at the heart of it, is giving individuals the ability to control how personal data about them is used. You know, that data that helps identify who you are as a person. And privacy is about respecting the personal data of an individual, giving respect to their wishes of how their data should be used. And what we see in a lot of the changes in privacy laws. And there's been a significant amount of changes over the past several years in Europe, but also around the world, is that more and more countries that are enacting stringent privacy laws are doing so with the aim of giving those individuals more control. So in Europe, for example, you see right to be forgotten, where individuals can go to companies that have personal data about them, and they can ask that their data be erased, or they might say they want to take their data with them. So to that extent, the ability to comply and satisfy an individual's request has to be part of a privacy program. Security comes into play with protecting that data while it's in your possession and while you're using it with the consent or for the necessity of the individual. That's really great. As you've talked about that, I was thinking the day that you started in all of this, we certainly didn't know anything about data, data privacy and security you know, five or 10 years ago, and it changes every day. What would you say to women who want to learn more about this area and to become compliance officers or in any other area, what would you suggest to help them build their careers? I received fantastic advice and mentorship when I first started in my career many years ago. And one of the best things that I heard and that I observed 
women who I wanted to emulate and who I thought were successful is that they took on challenges, even if they weren't sure they were 100% qualified. So an opportunity might arise and they would look at the requirements or they'd think about what's needed to take on that challenge. And they wouldn't turn away just because maybe they only had 50% of the qualifications. And that to me is something I think that's really served me well in my career is take on those challenges. You never know where the next opportunity is and you don't know who is going to offer it to you. So the other piece of advice that I received and I always follow is be respectful and kind to everyone. You don't know who's going to be your next boss. You don't know who might give you an opportunity you had never even thought of. So always treat people the way you want to be treated. And I think that's something sort of back to basic kindness, but really leaning in and taking on those opportunities when you're given them or taking them, even if it's not being given to you. If you see a challenge or an opportunity and you think you could make a difference, speak up. Don't wait for someone to come out and offer it to you. I mentor a lot of young people now and I tell them nobody is thinking more about your career than you. So you need to make sure that you're thinking about it and don't be afraid to ask. You know, don't be afraid to ask the leader that you're working with or someone you want to be more like. Ask them for advice. Talk to people. People usually like to share their experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, this has been a really fantastic experience for me getting to hear both from what you've done so far and some of the different things that you're planning to do and to support women and others in the field. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we close out for the day? I think that the last thing I'd like to mention is I do think in the compliance world, ethics is a profession that has such a great history and is really very integrated into most companies and entities. Privacy is getting there. It certainly should be there. And I would say it is a fantastic area to take on and grow as an individual in your career. So don't shy away from it. If you're an ethics professional and someone comes to you and talks about privacy and you realize there could be more being done to respect individuals' personal data at your company or your entity, step up and say something, get involved. I have found that my peers that I have met through the privacy world are just as fantastic as the peers I've met through the ethics world. And I do think it's a great collaborative profession, both in the privacy and the ethics world. And I really encourage everyone to explore privacy if you're not already taking it on. That's great. I mean, I appreciate that. And another thing is that if you are that person at your company that's interested or comes up with something or there's a challenge and, and you raise it to someone like Michelle or anyone in the ethics or privacy area, you can potentially be the one to help avoid some of the problems that we're seeing every day. You know, those of us reading the news every day have another thing where you wonder about privacy, security, data breaches. You know, those are always scary things for all of us as individuals, but you can be the person at your company that can look out and proactively help you know, avoid those things in the future, which is something that I know is a huge part of your career and what you do every day, Michelle. That's exactly right. And it's a great feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really feel very fortunate to have started to get to know you as part within the community. And thank you for taking some time to speak with us today. Thank you. I'm really glad that we ended up sitting next to each other on a plane. This was a great opportunity. And I really appreciate the chance to share my thoughts and hopefully influence some folks that get to listen. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.